Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Story time. Okay, so um, I was talking with, I'm going to say a tarot author who is older, right? So older than us, right? And one might even call this person like uh, an elder in the community, you know? And this person and I were talking about somebody that was their elder. So we're talking somebody who like uh, contemporarily, they would be like a hundred years old if they were still alive, right? Or more. And uh, let's just go ahead and say 150. Let's just put them up there. They'd be like 150 years old if they were still alive. So this is a non-contemporary person whose books are still used in tarot teachings. All right. You with me? You following me? I'm laying down so. pretty good. I, I think this, so. kite, this, this kite has a long tail, folks. So buckle up. So we were talking <laughs> and I was like, you know, I heard that this person like had a lot of really interesting ideas. And the person who's still with us said they made it up. And I went, what the fuck? Are you serious? And they said, yeah, <laughs> this author who's now long, long dead, literally made shit up in this tarot book that people are still studying. And the person I was speaking with remembers having conversations at the time going, are you fucking kidding me? They just made up the meanings to words, like seriously. So, and that, that got me thinking, right? Because like I started reading Eden Gray books and mm-hmm. I thought if Eden Gray said, you have to shuffle into your left hand, well, by God, you have to shuffle into your left hand. That's how tarot works. And that's correct. You know, and it's like David Rose says, I don't know how to explain it. I only know that it is incorrect the way you're doing it and that the way I'm doing it is correct. Right. And so that was my assumption for the first 10 years I was reading tarot cards is that if Eden Gray said it, God damn it, it was correct. And if you shuffled into your right hand, well, fuck you, pal. That is incorrect. <laughs> See, and that's my right. problem because I'm the lefty. So I shall find oh, God damn it. That's so, so is it the opposite hand for me or is it still I know, the you're left? You're screwing everything up. Um, well, he's destroy uh, everything. According to legend, um, you shuffle into your left hand because there's a vein in it that goes directly to your heart or some silly shit like that. Now, now I can look back and say that is silly shit because I, I've learned how to question gurus and teachers and that's not something i always felt comfortable with so what we're talking about today um is it's kind of like kill your gurus like not literally but um please, like kill your know. darlings yeah kill your darlings. like like kitchen table tarot which is a pretty goddamn good book that i wrote and i, oh, I think that's it's a pretty, crappy book eh, it's no. okay Some eh, upstart. there are already entire chapters of that book that i wish i could write over because i wrote it five years ago and four years ago is when we started getting all those wonderfully diverse tarot decks but in like the second chapter i'm like listen i know the writer wait smith is full of straight white people you know the writer wait smith is full of straight white people just use it until you learn the deck and then find something that looks like you. And I had a list of maybe 10 decks that had diverse people in it. And then as soon as I published the book, it explodes. And all of a sudden we have all of these decks showing diversity in our communities. But what I wrote is no longer true, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was within the span of, I swear to God, 18 months of me, mm-hmm. like literally, you guys remember, I was like on Facebook going, hey, give me the names of diverse decks. I only have eight. 
come on, there literally have to be more into where we are now. So I just, I think that, I think that it's like any kind of study. Like if you read the classics, fine, read the classics, but understand that those people weren't infallible and that you should question everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I don't know. I think that, I think that kind of becoming your own guru in a way and collecting all the information is super important. Right. Totally. Yeah, that's the episode. Bye, folks. Yep. No. <laughs> Buy my book next because what I talk about in Tarot Inspired Life is how exactly. to write your own book, your own meetings, and let tarot teach you to crochet, et cetera, et cetera, and write. Yeah, and but, that's a really yeah. great idea because like Jamie's book, I don't think would have been possible 15, 20 years ago because it's literally about how to orchestrate your life and curate your life so that tarot is alive in it. And it's a really fantastic book. If you haven't read Tarot Inspire Life, available where all five books are sold. Uh, it's really, really good. But I don't think that it would have been something that we would have had access to even 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, there's there's like almost this guru gatekeeping conversation mm-hmm. that kind of goes hand in hand here where it's just like, who says who says that this is the right way and the only way to do this, you know? Um, and so it gets, it can get very tricky because, you know, the name of this episode is probably going to be, I'm not your guru or, you know, like trust no Suck bitch. I don't know. <laughs> feeding from the power tit. <laughs> feeding from the power teat. I don't not, know. Can we just decide as a group teat. never to have the word teat in our podcast titles? I think that that's a th- okay. Titty balls. Jesus Christ, Hillary. Okay. From the power titty ball. Tatow. 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 Where was oh I? Oh my God. This is just a uh, uh, gatekeeping. So, gatekeeping. gatekeeping. Um, I'm, I'm really, I, I think gatekeeping is getting flung around quite a bit lately is, as a word. In the I wrong, think it's in the wrong way. It's valid mm-hmm. in, in the places where race and gender and other things that are limiting to a person, but not having a lot of tarot experience is not a limit. That's not a limit that was placed upon you. That is a learning process that you're in the middle of. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, I've learned um, so much from people that are true beginners because they yeah. don't have those same preconceptions or all the books and all that, you know, uh, bullshit that's been fed to them. And it's just like, don't read a book. Keep your precious beginner's mind because this stuff is great that you're telling me. Right. Yeah. But also, but also read a book. Yeah. Educate yeah. yourself. Read but. <laughs> I think that it, it comes down to reading with discernment, Hill. Right. You know, like, okay, you're professionally like a editor, right? Mm-hmm. Jamie yeah. and I are writers. Um, you write, so you yeah. have both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this thing where you read, where you do it with discretion and you read it and you take it in as it is, and then you analyze it. And I think that that step gets missed a lot with people just... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just kind of parroting back what others have said without really considering mm-hmm. whether it has, does that need to be repeated? Do you need By to, wrote. do you need to get into lockstep with that yeah, person? Wrote learning. Without, yeah, wrote, wrote learning. Wrote yeah, learning is what I think you're thinking of. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, I think memorization has its place and that place is the fourth grade when we're talking about states and their capitals. Or multiplication tables. Which I still know, by the way, I still know all the state capitals. You could quiz me. And I totally would get it. No, thank you. But no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Wow, we're not that boring. Oh, I was just going to say that's for the other podcast that you do. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I really want, I really want new tarot readers. Like, I love new tarot readers. I want, I wrote a book for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
but I want you to read what I write with discernment. And when it doesn't make sense anymore, I want you to forget it and find something that does, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think positioning oneself, yeah, I said it, I'm fancy. I think when you position yourself in a place of the answer, that all that does is give me more questions, you know? Mm-hmm. How did you and, become the answer? Yeah, mm-hmm. I also tends to be like, Ooh, have you put yourself on a pedestal? Let me knock you down a few pegs. That's like my <laughs> inherent nature. Um, but no, like, and Aries what you were wants saying? to knock somebody no. off their pedestal. I'm it, shocked um, at that's all. My, that's my, that's my place to be on a pedestal. Uh, Never. That's my place. Thank you. Leader of the Zodiac. Thank you. Oh, come on. It's a Leo's place. We're the inherent, <laughs> anyway. you know, leaders of the, of everybody. Oh my God. No. But, but what you were saying, <laughs> what you were saying about memorization and that where, where memorization has its place. I don't, think it has its place in tarot. And when I have taught tarot to my students, um, that's one of the, like, I do a survey pretty much every year. And I ask, like, what are you having trouble with tarot? Like, what do you think is the one thing that's stopping you from from learning tarot or keeping up a tarot practice. And they, they like one of the number one things they say is memorization. I don't know the cards. And it's just like, okay, well, but if you use this deck, you won't have to memorize the stories You'll right just there. You'll learn them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So You'll just learn them. Yeah. So I like I like that you're saying that about memorization because sometimes it really is you start to lean heavily on your books mm-hmm. and your um, keywords and your interpretations that come out of the little white book. And just like you were saying for that story time, you yeah. know, like where, like who wrote that? Like sometimes we don't know who wrote it, and sometimes when they wrote it had its place mm-hmm. and its meaning then, but it's not applicable now. So yeah. why are you using that, those keywords or that interpretation by someone that you don't even know who you'll never meet, who you'll never know? Who literally <laughs> could have made shit up, up 80 years ago that we all just went, okay. See, you what know? I love is that you're both talking about this and I've written over 12 little booklets or full books for and she was drunk the whole fucking time <laughs> jesus all <laughs> the meds all the allergy meds all the yeah it's ridiculous but and, no, and I mean, yet but this helps this helps because like when i started learning way back in 87 i you know when i got my first deck i'm like oh i gotta memorize wait a minute what the fuck i gotta memorize all these things upright and then wait a minute reverse there's upside <gasps> down shit times jesus too. fucking christ i didn't want to do that i was 87 i wanted to read you know my stephen king books and anything else and i don't want to memorize anything anything yeah and like today gives you so much more freedom it does it's a jumping point you know i mean like when i first started teaching people i was like burn them get rid of them and now i'm kind of like because i write them i'm like well we can blend maybe we don't don't, maybe like lean away from the burn books narrative um it's not a great company but not not only that jamie (laughs) jamie uh, writes really great little white books and companion books i try to the deck you know, that are attentive not, to the deck just, and not trying to force or, um, you know, force a, a square peg into a round hole um, when you're like looking at the card and then you're looking at the little white book and you're just like, where yeah, the hell yeah. did they get that interpretation from? I, I got to like, revise. This guy I have to do with this reading. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. I got and to like, revise a deck once where really? um, the, the Circle of Life Tarot has gone. It's a round deck from Los Garbeo that has gone through two iterations. There's a it, the yellow box was the original. There's a mm-hmm. purple uh, two two box set that they didn't put my name in it, but I did write it. I have all the money in there stuff to prove it. And it was hilarious because I read the booklet before that one. And I'm like, this makes no sense to what I'm seeing in the pictures. And so, you know, what I do is 
I, I, you know, I, I world build for the cards. Mm-hmm. So if you actually look at both of those decks and put the books side by side, you'll see how, you know, that change happens mm-hmm. when, when you have somebody that takes a little bit more time and invention or care or, you know, whatever you want to call it or creativity mm-hmm. instead of just the rolling. Or, or is, is the actual artist and yeah. the writer of the, mm-hmm. of the companion book. There's such a, a world of difference because then you actually have an understanding of, oh, that's why they chose to put an owl on the high priestess card instead of a woman, you know? Like, yeah. there's there's thought behind it. There's, shall I say, discernment <gasps> behind <What>? it. Hey. <gasps> yeah, that I, word's going into the title, discernment, <laughs> because, discernment. I mean, I think that it's, it's, it, you know, and I tend to say this every three or four episodes, I found it behooves us yeah, I dropped yeah. it just like that. Did you hear it? She said it. It had resonance. Um, <laughs> I think that it behooves us to make ourselves eternal students. And part mm-hmm. of being a student is asking questions. And you cannot have, um, like, there's always going to be a skeleton to tarot. There's always going to be that base meaning. But aside from that, if anybody tells you that they know something, just, you know, maybe read a little more. Because mm. it's it's so like human nature it's so ebbing and flowing and even in the last five years you know we have a different understanding of what tarot means to our community and how much deeper it can go with these different interpretations that are reflective of our community and that's in five years imagine where we'll be in 50 i hope that my book is like a relic and people go i heard that she made half of that shit up i heard (laughs) She actually lied and made all of that shit up. I can't believe we used to believe that mess. And and I hope that it goes away because that's what knowledge (laughs) should do. It should grow and then it should fade and we should keep the roots of it. But, you know, the stems are all or the flowers are always going to going to bloom and then they're going to fade away and then new flowers will come behind them. You know, Mm. it's it's the essence of knowledge, knowing that we know very little. (laughs) Uh, I think we're ending on that because that was wise as fuck. Okay, sure. Thank you all for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.